Welcome to the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Nick. And we're so excited that you're here. On this podcast, we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle change. You know, all the healthy shit. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of hot or iced coffee. Or a protein shake and sit back, relax, or go on a walk. And we'll talk to you soon. Nick, what is going on? I beat you to the punch today. You did. I'm good. How how you been? How's things going with you in the world of Brooke? Things are going good. You know, like I, I know that we talked a little bit right before uh, we started recording about, you know, settling into routine and stuff. And it's really interesting how like my apartment now definitely starting to feel like my space. Oh, like, that's good. That's good. Like things are feeling really good. You know, we're, we've really nailed down our routines. It's taken us a few months because, I mean, uh, we moved in here in April. And so it was like the last part of the school year. Then we had summertime where summertime is always learning a new routine. And now mm. that it's a couple months into the school year and we've already, you know, we've, we've done this before. We're really settling into routines now, which is great. And, you know, it's, it's been really helpful. How about you? You had a busy couple weeks. I did. I mean, yeah, like finally all moved in, you know, everything's unpacked and ready to go and stuff. So now it's like, now it's finding my own routine and um, like figuring out what life is going to be like, since we don't have anything new and exciting going on now. Um, So yeah, it's more like finding the routine of what does being a full-time online coach look like for me now, instead of before where it was like, well, try to fit in shit when you can and then go train in person for eight hours and then try to clean the house and cook and all this shit. Like I couldn't possibly keep up with any of that while trying to do all of it. So now like that I actually have more time, I could take time to make content and not just make content for the sake of making content, like actually sit down and like plan out my content and make good quality posts for people so, so, so that they can actually get something out of it instead of just like, oh, hope the algorithm likes this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Making content, it can be a real bitch. Like what's going to stick, what's not, who needs to hear this and who doesn't need to hear this. And mm. um. I totally feel you there. Totally feel you there. Cause I've been slacking on my content for sure. It can definitely be draining, especially with everything that I had going on over the last like year and a half with just trying to do way too much all at once. So yeah, no, I'm excited to like actually put out content that I enjoy making again and like finding the joy in it because it hasn't been joyful for the last year or so. So I'm really, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's a, that is really exciting. I know I need to get back to making some content, but you know, I'm very grateful that you know my online my online clientele is just popping right now. So, I'm super super excited that you know I get to work with more people, but that means that content needs to be on the back burner. So, of course, yeah, uh, clients always come first. Yes, clients come first. So, making sure that everyone's taken care of and doing well, that's, you know, first and foremost when it comes to work and um, I'm really glad that now that things have settled down, you can kind of focus on that because that's super, super helpful to have that extra time to be able to like create meaningful work. Yeah, it feels like I have almost like a life back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I hear you. I hear you. I know that uh, the past couple of weeks for me have been just kind of 
I've gotten, you know, like three to five new, no, not definitely not three, four to five new clients. Um, and I actually signed up for a, a gym, um, that is near my house. And it turns out, um, one of my, like one of my fitness friends owns it and, uh, he's, his, his company bought the gym out and are changing it into like his, the way that he runs his gym. And I'm actually super excited for it because, you know, I've been been working out where I work, like where I train my in-person clients. That's so tough. It really is. Like I I tried to convince myself that it wasn't tough, but it is like, it is tough. And um, I'm going to be taking over my own programming again and just getting, I'm actually going to do like a bro split with my new program. I'm actually like, we're doing like a body part split, like a, like a chest day. And wow. Yep. I, I'm like nodding. Like they, they, people can't fucking see me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm going to do like legs and shoulders, chest and biceps and back and triceps. That's a bro split right there. I love it. Bro I mean, a, a good old fashioned bro split can be fun sometimes. Like I wouldn't say I was doing a bro split recently, but the programming that Natalie had me on was kind of like a bodybuilding style. So it was, um, it was EDT. Are you familiar with EDT? A little bit. Uh, What does it stand for? Uh, something density training. I can't think of what the E stands for. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. I mean, it does, but, (laughs) 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 um, so basically the, the idea behind it is like, put in as many sets as you can of opposing muscle groups in a certain time frame. So like, just for example, one of the things that she had me on was um, it was a set of Larson press, which is bench press with your feet sticking off mm-hmm. the bench. Um, and that was super set with a pendlay row. Ooh. And you get as many of those sets of five, as many of those as you can in 18 minutes. Dang. And I was, I was doing like 19 sets. In 18 minutes. So out of breath. I've never been more out of breath from upper body work in my entire life. Oh, straight volume right there. Straight, like so yeah. much volume. I was so sore. The squat day that, that she had me on was brutal. Oh man, that's why that's like a smolov almost. Like my quads, I couldn't even walk up the stairs for the first week afterwards. But oh, then yeah. I got used to it. Like I got a little better because my body I think we talked about this last time, actually. This sounds like I've had this conversation before. Um, but your body adjusts, your body goes, Oh, like we're doing this now. All right, cool. No, no need to panic. Yeah. Like that, that, um, that alarm reaction, that initial alarm reaction definitely like kicks in where your body's like, Whoa, hold on. What are we doing? And then over, over time, it gets a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, cardiovascular never caught up, but (laughs) (laughs) at least you're honest, at least you're honest, man. But it was definitely a mental challenge. And I think I think people might see something like that and not believe that they'd be capable of getting 19 sets of it in. Yeah. But if you oh, can yeah. kind of like shut your brain off and just believe in your own capabilities, that's where the magic happens of like, all right, yeah, like I can actually do this. And that's when you become successful is when you actually believe in yourself to be able to do the things that you want to do. And I think that applies to so many people listening right now. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's, it's awesome because uh, Nick and I were actually prepared for this podcast. (laughs) 
for once for once and uh that's what we wanted to talk about today is like some self-efficacy and actually like i feel like when you are mastering self-efficacy you're actually believing that you can achieve the goals that you're setting and that comes like first and foremost in my opinion like i you know everybody has a different opinion but like if you don't actually believe that you can get the results or work or achieve the goal that you want to achieve like what are you doing this for yeah like if you don't really trust the process you hear that phrase so often right like trust the process but i think a lot of people don't i think people give that like all right well i i'll try it but i don't think it's gonna work and then they start shorting themselves because they don't think it's gonna work so they start to skip stuff or they take the the their foot off the gas on stuff and kind of wing their way through it instead of giving it their all because they don't believe it's actually going to work and that is just a self-fulfilling prophecy of you don't think it's going to work well you're making it not work by not giving it your best effort because you don't think it's going to work and that that's so true it's almost like self-sabotage in a way it really is and uh i i've been working with someone um recently who like those words i hear a lot like well i am a self-sabotager i am a perfectionist and you know this might sound a little bit harsh, but if you're identifying yourself as a self-sabotager or a perfectionist, like I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're not going to fucking reach your goal. Um, you're not going to reach your goal if you don't actually believe that you can do it. And I think that, you know, there've been many times, even on my own fitness journey where like, I don't, I, I didn't fully believe that I could reach a sustainable way of living and, and have, you know, and just have that lifestyle. Like it's, it's so important to really, when you decide what your goal is to really think about if that's something you want to do, or if it's something that you can really achieve. And if you don't think that you can achieve it, well, like Nick said, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Some of that can be due to like realistic expectations and what your expectations are. Like if you want to lose 30 pounds in three months, like probably not going to happen, but if you believe that you can lose 30 pounds over the course of, you know, one to two years, and you truly believe that's the amount of time it's going to take, then you know what? You, you might be well on your way. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say that like, oh, just believe in yourself and it'll happen No, because, because nobody could just be like, oh, you know what? Uh, yeah. You know, I just believe in myself now. It's like someone saying like, oh, uh, don't be nervous. It's like, oh, thanks. It's, that's some helpful fucking advice. Like I'll just stop. I'll just stop being nervous. So I'm not going to pretend to have any words of wisdom on like how to believe in yourself, but it takes practice. Like it, it takes actually giving it a good effort. And then if you give it that good effort, you maybe you will start to see some results and that will help reinforce a little bit of that belief in yourself when you actually start to see it working. So I think really the first step to believing in yourself is to actually give it your best effort. Yes, absolutely. And one way to give it your best effort, again, I'm going to repeat myself, is it's by setting realistic goals, Mm. like setting goals that you fucking know that you can achieve, like drinking more water like you can achieve the the goal of drinking more water is it going to be easy probably not in the beginning 
but will you get used to it if you continue to practice it and put in your best effort? Yeah, absolutely. And I use drinking more water as a, uh, as an example, because it's pretty much free. Like everybody can, can drink more water. Right. But if you're telling yourself, like, I want to lose 50 pounds in, you know, six months that like, that might be a little bit too steep. That's pretty damn steep. That's real steep. (laughs) And I think that, you know, a lot of people don't recognize when their goals are unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's also an issue is like they think that, you know, the fad diet they had done before is has worked before. And so they're going to try that again. When in reality, I think a lot of people uh, need to focus on like what their lifestyle looks like. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, too, is like. Get rid of those time constraints on your goals. Yes. Like so many people are like, oh, I want to lose this amount of weight by this day. I want to be able to lift this many pounds by this day. Just make, get rid of that second part. Keep the first part. First part's great. I want to lose this amount of weight. I want to lift this amount of weight. End it there. Because then when that date comes and you haven't hit it yet, you're going to be like, well, fuck it. I failed my goal. So let me quit. But if you stuck it up for another six, seven, eight, nine months, you would reach that goal. Who gives a shit about the time? That's a great, that's actually great advice. I mean, I think that it's so important to not put like a deadline on it. I mean, when you put a deadline on it and you're, you're rushing yourself to get there and let's say you're start, you're starting to get a little bit closer and you're like, oh fuck, I'm not even there yet. You're not going to believe that you can reach that. Mm-hmm, so cause... don't set yourself up for failure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's exactly right with your like, be realistic with your goals. I mean, I think that's really one of the biggest parts of actually believing yourself is being realistic with your goals. Well, set some smart goals. Make sure they're (laughs) specific. Yeah, I can remember what the first one was. (laughs) Measurable. Uh, What's the A again? Attainable. Attainable. Realistic and timely 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 yeah yeah well there you have it folks no i'm just kidding (laughs) end the podcast right there that's all you need to know (laughs) you know and i think that one of the biggest things too is like when you remove like that deadline you're able to actually enjoy the fucking process you're able to like celebrate the wins that you're making that's maybe not your ultimate goal like if your goal was to drink more water and you start drinking more water and it's like, but I want to drink more water by tomorrow afternoon. Like, well, you probably could. That's probably a terrible example to use for this specific analogy. Probably. Yeah. That'd be really easy. Just be like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> um, But like when you decide that you want to set a goal, having it be realistic is important and having it be like as as silly as like the smart goals are for us trainers. Cause if you are a coach and you're listening to this, like, you know, like what smart goals are, um, but they do have a place like they're legitimate. Like that's still good advice. It is. But I mean, if you have a goal and you're not specific about it, like 
shout out to my client, Ginger, because she's, I, I shouted her out on Tater Talks the other day too. So this is, you know, Ginger. Wow, Ginger, you it. are crushing it. You are. Um, But like one thing that she does is she is so fucking good at being specific when mm. she's setting goals. Like it's not, you know, I want to get more sleep. It's I want to get more sleep. Like, and this is how I'm going to get more sleep. She actually has a plan to execute. So like, when you set a goal, regardless, it's important to not just have the goal of, I want to lose fat or I want to build muscle or I want to, you know, maintain. It's also, how are you going to do that? And do you believe that you can actually do that? And that's where like the realistic piece comes in. Like you have to not only believe it, but you have to be able to achieve it. And like you said, Nick, like you can't put this timeline on it. And then you're like, well, fuck, I'm halfway there and I've made no progress and you know, it all sucks. So I'm going to go fuck myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people do that so often as they, they start seeing that end date coming up and that's when they give up because they're not close enough to their goal by the end date. But if you just take that, that end date out, it's still a measurable goal. Like I want to lose X amount of pounds. Like that's still very measurable. And now you've made it more attainable by removing the end date. And what's really funny about that, actually, as you were saying that I was thinking about it is you may not even hit your fucking weight goal. You, you probably might, won't. You know, not only that, but like you might hit a composition goal where you look in the mirror and you're really fucking proud of yourself because, you know, as we've talked about before on the podcast, the number on the scale doesn't really mean shit. Yep. Like the number on the scale just tells you what your relationship with gravity is that day. And it's one of the most inconsistent forms of data from day to day. You know, you of yeah. course want to look at it over a quarter, you know, over month to month, over a period of time, but you might have this image of what you look like at a certain weight. And you mm -hmm. might achieve that image and not weigh what you want to weigh. Right. I, I've had that happen in the past when I like really cared about number on the scale. Um, where I was like, I want to reach this specific weight. And then I don't know, like five to 10 pounds heavier. I'm like, maybe I'm good. Maybe this is good. Yeah. And it's okay to do that. Like it's that that's totally okay. Like I think that and it doesn't mean that you failed your goal. It's even better. It means that you saw that your goal wasn't really what you wanted and you've reached it early. Yeah. And it's okay to have your goal change. I think that's yeah, what a lot of people yeah. don't understand. Like it's okay for your goal to change, but the most important thing is whether or not you think you can actually fucking get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and where that actual end destination is, is variable, but just because it might vary, doesn't mean that you can't start working towards it now. So like if that, okay, let's put it this way. Like, say you want to run a marathon, fuck that. would never want to do that. <laughs> Don't put me down for that. Don't put me down for that. <laughs> Um, don't love that journey for me, but you, uh, you, you know, you start training for the marathon and you know, the way you, the way you would do a marathon training is you, you start with a mile, then you do two miles then you do three miles, et cetera, et cetera. And let's say you run 13 miles and you're like, you know what? Cool. I just want to do a half marathon and that's going to be a great accomplishment. And you do that. 
and you feel super accomplished about it, you just increased your running from zero to 13 miles. And that's fucking awesome. Doesn't mean you failed in anything. It just means your goals changed. And now you are better than when you started. Exactly. And that's really the best goal is to be better than when you started. Absolutely. And that is something where I think a lot of people, they lose the belief in themselves when things don't happen on their timeline. And that is a reason why it's so important to get rid of that timeline and actually focus on like being and doing things that you know are going to get you to your goal and continue to do it no matter what and making sure that those things are realistic for you. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. I think. Really, the realism is is the piece that people who are just starting miss out on so much. That you know, they set the aggressive goal, and you're not going to believe that you're going to hit that. Maybe in the beginning, you believe it because you you know, you throw out all the candy in your house, you throw out every single junk food that you have, you pour all your alcohol down the drain. It's like, yeah, this is going to be a new me. And then again, <laughs> we, we talked about this two weeks ago, then you're out at a party and you see some Oreos sitting on the table and you're like, oh, well, I don't have this at home. So you have to eat nine of them. And then you're going to start being like, well, I don't believe I can do this because every time I see Oreos at a party, I eat nine of them. And that's because you set too aggressive of a goal. Now you don't believe that you can hit it. So I like that's that's huge is setting not as aggressive as a goal as possible. Like start with small milestones, right? So like maybe instead of I want to lose 100 pounds, I want to lose 10. And then maybe another 10 after that. Um, or like process-based goals too. Like I think those are super underrated. Um, instead of just your goal being an outcome, like I want to lose this much weight, your goal can be based on a process. So like, I want to, how are you going to lose 10 pounds? I'm going to eat in a calorie deficit six out of seven days a week. And if you can hit that process-based goal for several months on end, you are going to be more likely to reach that outcome goal of losing weight. Yeah. And I really love that you brought that up. Like, you know, setting your, like taking your ultimate goal and breaking it down into smaller goals. That is realistic. That is how you get there. And not only that, but you said, you know, six out of seven days, like make sure you're in a calorie deficit. I love that you said that because number one, that's realistic. And number two, like that is such a good way to make sure that you're able to reach those goals. Cause if you're saying I'm going to be 100% consistent all of the time, that's, and you know that you can't do that and you have too big of a game plan yeah. and then yeah, you're, you're self-sabotaging. You're going to, you're setting yourself up for failure. And some people like this sounds fucked. So excuse me to those listening, but sometimes people do that on purpose mm. and they use it as justification to stay kind of kind of where they're at because change is fucking hard. And sometimes change can be fucking scary too. Scary as hell, but you do it because it makes you better. Exactly. Exactly. You do it because it makes you better and you do it because 
ultimately, you know, you want to change. And that's some of the benefit of having a coach is, you know, having someone that you can bounce these, these ideas off of, or having some, a coach to say, Hey, you know, this isn't very realistic. Let's try to break it down this way. I keep looking at myself in the zoom and I have these little dots right in the middle of my face and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, it's been driving me crazy too. Been- not gonna lie. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit at an angle. The people listening can't, can't see. As the sun moves. <laughs> oh my god, dude! If that happens, I'm done for the day. Like, <laughs> it's driving so me Brooke, crazy. So Brooke's goal right now <laughs> is to-, to not have the sun in her face, but <laughs> she's setting a very unrealistic goal by thinking it's never gonna be in her face. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Nick. <laughs> well there it is <laughs> there it is folks there it is realistic goals for you um but no i think that when you when it comes to actually believing in yourself i also feel like self talk is super important to touch on oh yeah yeah the way you talk to yourself matters so much yeah. if you're constantly like beating yourself down like Oh, I, I, this is never going to work for me because I, because, okay, like my genetics or because this is just the way I am because I'm a perfectionist and I don't deal well with not being perfect. So why try it all? Like, yeah, if, if that's your attitude, then why try it all? Oh yeah. Boom. Mic drop. I was actually thinking about dropping my mic, but that might be really loud. Um, (laughs) But that's, I think that that, like I retract my statement earlier. Like I think that, you know, actually believing in yourself and self-efficacy is like number one, talking to yourself, the way that you talk to yourself and your outlook and your mindset. I think that's number two, because if you have a shit ass mindset and you're trying to reach goals, you're you're not going to reach them. Like you're, you're not going to reach them if you're talking down to yourself and you're beating yourself up and you're de- like berating yourself into change. You're not going to change because I think mindset is so important. Well, it not, I don't think I know it's important when it comes to, you know, reaching your goal. And that's, you know, I'm going to I'm going to shout out my client, Caroline here. I'm just shouting out my clients because they're fucking crushing it lately. Oh, yeah, Caroline. Um, but Caroline is so amazing with the way that she talks to herself because we've been working together. We just had our uh, little coachiversary the other week. Um, we've been together for a year now. Hey girl. Hey. Um, and what has changed so much for her is the way that she talks to herself. Mm -hmm. Like she has made progress setting specific and realistic goals that she knows that she can reach them. And one of the things that she told me, even just within this last week was, you know what? I didn't get everything done that I needed to do this week, but that's okay because next week is a new week and I know that I'm capable of this. And that is so fucking important. But if you're like, well, I never reach my goal. It's never going to happen. Like I, I fucked everything up. Like that attitude isn't going to get you anywhere when it comes to achieving your goal. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that's so common too. It's like, oh, well, I didn't hit my all my goals this week. So, so what's the point? Like, I'm not doing this right. And that's when people, I notice this a lot. That's when people start to start trying to have those conversations with me of like, why am I even being coached if I'm not 
going to do the things that I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, well, that's why you're hiring me so (laughs) that I can help you to not fall off track when you have a bad week because every single one of us is going to have a bad week. It's just a fact of life. No one is perfect all the time. But if you give up every time that you have a bad week, you will never, ever make progress because every single one, it's going to happen to every one of us. So it's you have to have that bad week and then move the fuck on from that bad week. And be like, all right, today's a, this is a new week, fresh start. Let's get right back into it. That's That's going to make you believe in yourself more than anything after having that bad week and then being able to bounce back from that bad week and keep going. That's powerful. It's super powerful. And I think with, with that, with that said, like there's a big accountability piece there too, you know, um, not even just with your coach, but if you really, you know, want to believe in yourself and you really want self-efficacy to be a huge part of why you're achieving your goal, you need to number one, develop some self-accountability, even if you have a coach, because let me tell you, like a coach can give you all the tools and all the resources and try to hold you accountable. They can message you seven times a fucking day. But if you aren't holding yourself accountable and you don't aren't developing the self-awareness to know what self-accountability looks like without brutality, then you are not going to achieve that goal. And I think that's important for people to talk for us to talk about because, you know, one of the things that I've noticed with my most successful clients are they have a good sense of awareness. They have a good sense of like self-accountability and they know how to hold themselves accountable in a way that is compassionate and caring. Mm -hmm. And, and they do the shit they don't want to do when they don't want to do it. They don't rely on motivation. They rely on their drive to want to reach that goal and actually believing that they fucking can. And I bet that they talk positively to themselves too. It's like, your inner voice to yourself shapes your reality of yourself. It shapes your perception of yourself. So if you start talking shit about yourself, you're going to believe it. You tell yourself you're weak. You're not good enough. You're not fit enough. You become those things to yourself. But imagine if you believed in yourself instead, like all the cool shit that you would accomplish. It would be so worth it to shift your own perspective on yourself shift how you see yourself again it's like telling telling somebody just don't be nervous like oh just start talking positively to yourself but try it a little bit like catch yourself for the moment when you think like oh i'm too weak i can't do this at the gym catch yourself be like wait but what if i could what if i could what if I give it one one shot? What if I try? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if I fucking try? <laughs> See, I uh this is gonna sound fucking nuts. So I hope you guys don't judge me. But I actually like to name that voice that gets this does not sound nuts at all. <laughs> Danielle does this with her clients. <laughs> she has people like give their their negative self-talk a personality like she told me that someone calls it like the negativity monster or something like that that is totally butchered whatever the actual name for it was but this is legit okay cool cool so i don't sound like a lunatic no um but one of the things that i do is like 
I will literally give that name or give, give that negative self-talk like a name and mine. I really hope that Susan Niebergel doesn't take this personally, but my little demon that talks to me is called Susan. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> and sometimes like if it, if it gets to the point where like, I'm starting to go down the rabbit hole of like negative self-talk, I literally will just say like, shut the fuck up, Susan. Like, get out of here. Why Susan? I don't know. Why not? Just sounded good at the time. Sure. God, I'm fucking weird. Um, but it's why we're friends, Brooke. That That is true. It is why we're friends. Um, but when you actually name it and it can be any name that you want, like, and you're able to just be like, don't use the name Nick or Brooke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please don't. Cause if, if you do, I mean, well, I mean, if it does, if you do and it helps, great. Sure, sure. But I would never speak to you that way. So just remember that. <laughs> um, but like, give it a name, name that shit. Because once there's a label on it, you can fucking face it. Yeah. It, it When you give it a personality, it's like you can tell that to shut the fuck up. When it's yourself, like it's hard to tell yourself to shut the fuck up. But, you know, you can recognize that that's a different part of yourself in a way and tell that part of yourself to shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. And you're not, that's not you berating yourself. It's you berating that negative voice. Mm. It's you standing, it's essentially, it's you standing up for yourself and yeah, saying, hey, you're not allowed to fucking talk to me that way because I have goals that I want to fucking reach and I know that I can fucking reach them and I'm not going to let you get in the fucking way. Yeah, when we all have that negative voice, uh, you know, everyone in the world has some kind of negative voice in their head. Um, but the more you feed into that, and give into it, you know, the more it's going to conquer you. And that's how people get into poor places of mental health, of like giving into that negative self-talk of themselves and start to believe that they are the worst that they think of themselves. Um, yeah. Tell that shit to shut up. Yeah. And I think that that's so important because uh, my client, Anne, shout out Anne, she thinks of it as like a little angel and a little devil mm. on her shoulders. And she's like, I just want the little devil to shut up. And it's like, then tell it to shut up. Listen, listen to the little angel. You know, it's uh, this is a real crash course of what it's like to work with Brooke Madigan as a coach. <laughs> now we all know <laughs> <laughs> now you know um but no realistically it's it's about turning inward and like that's that's what self-efficacy is is turning inward and really having a knowing and an understanding that you can reach your goal if you put forth the effort and if you can be compassionate towards yourself if you can hold yourself accountable if you can you know tell the little voice in the back of your head to shut the fuck up whenever it wants to see you fail. Like that I think is so important to understand is that you are in control. And I think a lot of people feel like they can be really out of control, but like the truth is when it comes down to it, like you can hire the best coach, you can have the best nutrition plan, but if you are suffering mentally because of the shit that you're saying to yourself and not believing in yourself, that's going to cause way more harm than it's going to cause good. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you said that so perfectly. And if there's 
any piece of advice that anyone's going to take out of this podcast, it is that right there, right there. Stop, stop giving into that shitty voice and believe in yourself. That's it. Yeah. Even if like your belief is, you know what? Like my, my first goal is to be able to walk outside for 10 minutes. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Like that, that is something that don't I don't really... just talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> that is, that is a, that's a hook right there. That is Brooke, the right hook Madigan right there. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking nickname. All You're right. welcome. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's fucking go. Brooke, the right hook Madigan. That needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> i'm gonna be like you guys need to start referring to me as the right hook for that <laughs> <laughs> well i hope that you guys listening can really take a lot out of this episode because you know it's something that i think as coaches we see a lot where we see the potential that a client has, but they don't see it in themselves. Mm. And the second that you start seeing your own potential and believing that you can actually do this shit, that is where your life is going to fucking change. That's when you can actually start doing it. When you believe that you can do it, that's when you can start doing it. Yeah. So thank you guys for, for tuning in and putting up with Nick and I shenanigans once again. Once uh, again, we love now, you. <laughs> now that you're uh, all settled in and whatnot, the podcast is going to be back to a normal schedule. So back to a normal schedule, finally. Yeah. Yes. So we hope that you guys listen next week and uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye. We love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to join us. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, it helps us reach more people looking to improve their health and fitness. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.